It's Sunday afternoon in Melbourne, Australia, but uh, by the time you're listening to this, a US judge may have already ruled uh, on Trump's TikTok ban, which was scheduled to go ahead at midnight on Sunday, the 27th of September in the US. Yeah, but that's not the biggest development that's happened this week, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> in this long, long-running saga, uh, hmm. Trump v. TikTok, i.e. Trump v. China, perhaps. So TikTok is owned by a Chinese company, ByteDance, um, despite the fact that they keep their US um, data in Google servers, there's been some concern about Chinese surveillance, maybe even some propaganda being distrib- distributed across uh, apps which have Chinese ownership. So a while ago, Trump made an executive order which would ban TikTok in the United States. That ban's supposed to be effective Sunday night. Um, but just this week, Trump, he actually just signed off on uh, this deal, which would change the ownership of uh, TikTok in the US. So who would it give the ownership to? 20% of ownership would go to American companies. We've got Oracle, which is a Silicon Valley like cloud company. It's actually led by a major Trump supporter. His name's Larry Ellison. The other part of the 20% ownership will go to Walmart. Um, but yeah, 80% will, of the company will still be held by ByteDance, but there's arguments that that doesn't actually change anything because the majority of TikTok shareholders are actually US-based entities. But I mean, it sounds like these sort of concerns that TikTok was giving data to the Chinese government. Well, firstly, there's no evidence that that was happening. Secondly, yeah, 20% sale doesn't really, you know, it doesn't solve the problem there. Yeah, I mean, from the outside, it would look like just some kind of grift, you know, (laughs) to try and get. um, (laughs) So like give these American companies like this stake in this hugely popular company. Um, Trump, he doesn't seem like a grifter to me. No, no, not at all. I would never, I would never suggest such a thing. Um, but yeah, as, as you said, like these concerns were primarily unfounded. Like the White House didn't actually give any evidence to support these theories. Mm. And there's a second reason we're talking, me and you are talking about TikTok this week. Damn straight. Okay, so I love TikTok. I actually thought I'd give it a try um, actually last week. And I, I just made like, I made a little video and it went, it kind of went viral. (laughs) How viral are we talking? Okay. So to date, it has 182,000 views. 182,000. I made it for my Instagram and then I just sort of like tapped out and like forgot about the fact that I put it on TikTok. My soul feels dirty. I'm going to make some vegan food. (laughs) Cut the tofu in the container like this. Put it in with sesame oil. Just cook it until it's cooked. It takes fucking ages. Um, And because I don't receive notifications for TikTok, I opened it up a bit later and it was shocking. (laughs) It made me feel dirty. (laughs) And I think it really highlights um, one of the most alluring things about TikTok is the way the algorithm works, the way the For You page works. uh, Content can go viral quite organically without you having to have a sort of uh, a pre-existing following or anything like that. You can be someone with no followers on your account and, you know, if your content ends up on someone's for you page it just sort of snowballs and snowballs and you know it connects with it really connects with people in this special way 
I'm Michael Holden Jeffrey. I'm here with my co-producer of The Kicker, Ariel Richards. And if you haven't guessed already, we are talking about TikTok this week. TikTok has seen a meteoric rise, especially this year, and it just can't be shrugged off as just another social media app anymore. Like you just, you can't dismiss it. Um, the power that TikTok has is truly something to be worth talking about. And it's really interesting to see the effects that it's been having on the music industry. Our reporters, Oliver Lees and Nicholas Zambulis, spoke to a lot of people in the music industry, uh, teenagers on TikTok, and musicians who are using TikTok to sort of find new audiences. Mm. I've got to tell you, like TikTok, like trending TikTok songs have been stuck in my head. <laughs> I just can't get them out. <laughs> and they will be stuck in our listeners' heads for the rest of the week because this episode is full of them. Enjoy. Oh my God, this actually is sickening. So. So 10 hours of screen time today and I spent seven hours and eight minutes on TikTok. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't heard of the TikTok app, your children probably have. Because they're quite they short, on it. I feel like it's not no taking up as much time. Platform. TikTok says it's here for the long run. But then I start watching more and more. Do it for the TikTok! And we do it before and after school and we'd video them TikTok is facing a possible ban in the Australia. Charlie D'Amelio on the way out, do you want to do our ooh, na 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 one last yeah. time? And then there's those right. like TikTokers who post a lot of dancing videos and they must stand there for hours. Like, that's it, I'm famous. It's just dance after dance after dance. You, and then you add the what you add things to the world. There's yes. a few kids at our school who just like make them like pretending they're famous. Like they'll do the same videos and like they'll get hella judged. And everybody is doing it now. It's crazy. It makes stars out of everyday people. Can you explain what is TikTok? There's always a video that will be there. The biggest dance trend on the internet right now is called the Renegade. It would be kind of fun to go viral. And now we're TikTok famous. Tracy Grimshaw said it. By now you're either on TikTok or you've at least heard of it. The truth is the app's popularity has exploded. At the start of 2020, it broke the record for most app downloads in a three-month period, and now has more than 700 million users worldwide. Although the app is used primarily for sharing dance videos, comedy, edible underpants, I never know where you get them, is that lingerie or the food court? I'm never sure. <laughs> and well, basically anything that you can fit into a minute video. When's the last time you've seen a dumb kid put a thousand sticks in his hair? There is one thing that ties together a lot of the content on TikTok. Something in the DNA of the app itself. Music. Unlike Facebook and Instagram, TikTok is tied to its musical elements. And with it becoming one of the most popular platforms in the world, the music industry is now looking to TikTok for its hits. And the app is shifting the way music is made and discovered. My name is Oliver Lees, and I'm joined by reporter Nick Zambulis. Hey, Ollie. Nick, where do we start with this? Ollie, one of the most important things about TikTok is how it's actually grabbing young people's attention. It's wrong to group TikTok in as just another social media because it's not. This goes back to 2014 and its origins as an app called Musical.ly. I would ask a young person, okay, so can you tell me what apps and what platforms do you use? And then they would list and show me what they are using. And then later on, I would ask, 
Aaron, the same question. That's Dr. Milovan Savic, and he researches how young people use digital media. They would just say, no, I think my child is still young. I'm, I'm not allowing them to, to use it. But I knew that they were already using Musical.ly. So then, you know, we would have a discussion uh, um, uh, to see what's going on. And then I would realize that it comes down to how we define social media. Okay, so right from the beginning, TikTok, or as it was formerly known, Musical.ly, didn't really identify itself as a traditional social media site. Exactly. Even on the App Store, its description was the world's largest creative platform. And when you're on the app, it certainly feels different to regular social media. Right, you open the app and there's not even a menu. You just scroll up or down forever. Uh, you don't need to add friends or follow any pages. It's literally just an endless stream of content. So you can watch a video of Dash Hound puppies and it'll give you more Dash Hound puppies. And you'll never see the same Dash Hound twice. That sounds pretty great. And the reason it works so well is because the parent company that owns TikTok, ByteDance, is first and foremost an artificial intelligence company. So ByteDance is based in China and they had a lot of success with their own app Douyin, which is basically just their version of TikTok. So Douyin takes off and by September 2017, ByteDance decides to expand outside of China and push their app under a new name, TikTok. And by this point, Musical.ly is a massive competitor to TikTok. They pretty much dominate the Western market. So what does ByteDance do? They bought the Musical.ly and because Musical.ly was more popular in the West and ByteDance is uh, from the East, China. By August 2018, ByteDance shuts down Musical.ly and merges it with TikTok. Right, so a lot has happened there just in a few years. Well, yes and no. The videos can be a bit longer. So now with TikTok, it's 50, between 15 and 60 seconds. But that philosophy of creativity has really remained the foundation. The whole idea was that users have the, 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 the really easy to use tool to make professional looking videos. And what happened was the popularity and the musicality of the platform collided. TikTok became the place for artists to release their songs and with luck, go viral. Old Town Road dropped and became a cultural phenomenon. It's now the longest running number one single in Hot 100 history with an unprecedented 17 weeks on top. And then the whole thing just exploded. Little Town Road, instant viral hit. The song tore through the social media outlet TikTok. Country and rap collaboration. He is a marketing genius. Of course, TikTok isn't just filled with A-list superstars tapping into the hype. There's also this entire generation of young musicians trying to crack the code. Um, so my name's Susie, I'm 19 years old and I am a musician based in Melbourne. People like Susie. I think initially writing and, and performing music was more of like a thing for me. It wasn't necessarily anything I wanted to share with the world. She told me she's always been really passionate about her music, but never really thought TikTok would be something for her. But with the coronavirus, she couldn't perform like she usually would. And so she started looking for other ways to share her music. So since I posted uh, my music onto TikTok, I've seen probably triple 
the amount of streams and followers and playlist ads that I've seen ever since I released my EP. With a lot of the most popular artists on TikTok, they're known for having danceable, poppy songs like Jason Derulo, Doja Cat, and in some cases like Drake and his song Toosie Slide, they're quite clearly designing songs specifically to be made for TikTok. Right, Drake hired a bunch of dance influencers to make the special routine for Toosie Slide go viral, and it did. Three days before the full song even dropped. Because that works. The app is designed so that you can reshare music and mimic dance moves. And so for a lot of people trying to go big, the game is mastering that catchy song and accompanying dance routine. But Susie's not like that. The first video that ever kind of got a bit of engagement was this three-word challenge. Hi, my name's Susie. I'm a musician and I was struggling to write a song. So I thought to help me create one, I would ask my friend to give me three random words. So she gave me card, drink and skirt. So this is the result. He says he hates this good on me. In nearly all of her videos, she's just sitting down with her acoustic guitar. There's no dances or fancy effects or lighting. It's just Susie and the music. And I found in the last few days, in the last few weeks, I've really started like narrowing down on my niche and, and like playing the music that I normally play, like that I would play at shows, which I never thought would get any kind of engagement on TikTok. But as soon as I started doing that, I found like the first video got like 30K views. And I was like, how did that happen? And then the next video got 50K. And I was like, okay, so this is like a thing. You've got to, you know, do what you're comfortable with. And I think people just really like that. Like they like to watch the process of someone writing a song and if they like the end result, even better. Artists all over TikTok are inviting fans to take part in the process. Artists like JC. You need a label. You can't drop another song. What, you think Gen Z has more experience with music than I do? That was my old mentor trying to get me to sign to a label that would literally take all my money and screw me over. So I'm obviously not going to do that. So I'm going to use my secret weapon. Like Lil Nas X, JC is calling on the TikTok army to help him succeed without doing it the traditional way. So here's the plan. If each person watching this video shares it with three other people and streams a song just once, we'll be at 10,000 streams in under an hour. It takes approximately five seconds to share and 40 seconds to stream. So technically for 45 seconds of your time, we can make a song go viral in less than an hour. These two artists have very different styles but they're both inviting their audience to participate in the process of making music. Susie says she's reaching an audience like she's never had before. And I checked JC's song like a week after he made that video and he had over 80,000 plays on Spotify. There's always a market, there's always a niche, there's always people who want to hear your art. You just need to find it and you need to understand it and, and target it. Okay, but to be fair, artists have had access to similar platforms like YouTube and Spotify. Well, there are some key differences. For one thing, branding themselves as a creative platform has allowed TikTok to corner the teen demographic. Here's Milovan. I think a big part of growing up and a big part of childhood is play, right? So playfulness and, you know, being creative, doing stuff sometimes silly stuff, especially in the, in the peer, peer groups. So um, I think, you know, with internet, with all the social media apps and, and games, what happened is that part of this uh, 
growing up is happening in a mediated world. So it's happening online, if you like. So um, I think that that uh, making an app that is uh, the key f- feature is about playfulness, about performativity, about creativity is something that is very appealing uh, for young people because that's what they do. And the other thing is, TikTok keeps its users hooked to the app with incredibly powerful algorithms. Remember, ByteDance, who own TikTok, are an artificial intelligence company. We have this term, attention economy, you know, that, that the attention, our attention is what is worth. So what all these different apps are trying to do is trying to capture our attention for us to spend the more time. And people are saying that TikTok is uh, maybe a little bit better than others in, in this field because it's managing to capture that attention for an extended period of time. So we're seeing established artists using TikTok to appeal to their fan bases. And we're also seeing young artists like Susie and Jay-Z using TikTok as a tool to try and break through. But is it actually changing the music industry? That was the first question I asked Scott Baker-Smith, Nova Network's head of music. No, TikTok, in essence, if you're looking at it just from a music point of view, it's a great discovery tool just across the board because it's great for record labels to try and discover new talent. It's great for consumers and an audience to discover new music on their own um, and, and make it that way. A huge part of Scott's job is finding the next big hit. And naturally, he's all over TikTok. TikTok is an amazing tool for Scott because it just gives him so much data on what songs and artists are trending. TikTokers are definitely being brought to his attention and they're getting played on Nova. But there's also a lot of factors contributing to whether those songs are going to get his attention in the first place. I think for a song to become popular on TikTok, it just has to start, you know, it's the right beat on the right page at the right time, the right amount of followers doing the right kind of thing. Okay, I'm sure he's across Old Town Road and Tusi Slide and all of those... I'm curious, from a perspective of one of the biggest radio networks in the country, does he feel like it's changing the way music is being made? Well, not exactly. The big example for him was, of course, Old Town Road. Uh, Obviously, that song had an enormous cut through, but Scott said it still needed to fit the regular standards for a song that makes it onto radio. And the song being presented to us in a really short form. I mean, the songs, I think, was 97 seconds. Um, to which we actually said to the record label, it's too short. And they went, no, 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 don't worry. There's going to be a different version coming that's got um, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> I don't know if you eye rolls being told about that, but um, it extended the song, I think, to two minutes. It's it, The bite-sized part of it is always the takeaway for, for any song. As long as there's a sing-along ability to a song, it'll always cut through. Yeah, so TikTok isn't revolutionising music composition, but it's putting the microscope on what's always been essential to popular music, a great hook, chorus, or memorable beat. It's just that now, artists and fans have this tool that makes that easier than ever before. There'll inevitably be those TikTok-discovered artists. And I say bring it on, because there's so many ways that great singers, great performers, great songwriters can be discovered. And if there is another way that they get to be found, then more power to them. Okay, so looking ahead, what can we expect from TikTok? 
If I've learned anything about TikTok, it's that things move fast, like warp speed. And I think it's too early to say that it's turned the industry on its head, but already we can see artists clearly making music choices to engage with the TikTok community. And TikTok themselves are on the front foot. They're hiring people from Spotify and big radio networks. They just hired the XJJ content boss, Ollie Wards, as their director of music. So their reach into the music industry is only going to increase. We've been trying to answer this question about whether TikTok is actually changing the music industry. And there's musical trends on TikTok, but like all trends, they'll be gone eventually. But what TikTok has done is put power into the hands of young people. They can help decide what music or which artists succeed. And for people like Susie, that's what she's always needed. It's definitely giving young people a lot of power. It's this incredible organic reach that you just can't get on any other platform. And I think that's really valuable. And people people are underestimating how valuable that is. I obviously would really love to, yeah, create music as long as possible. And if TikTok gives me that opportunity, then, you know, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like all I've wanted. So anything above that is just insane. Thanks to our tenacious reporters, Nicholas Zumbalas and Oliver Lees. The Kicker is produced by Marco Holden-Jeffrey and myself, Arielle Richards. Many thanks to our executive producer, Janak Rogers. We'll be back next week with an investigation into Bali's debilitating reliance on tourism as the island fights a devastating coronavirus outbreak. Brought to you from reporters Sophie Raynor and Johanna Blinder. In the meantime, we're on Twitter at KickerPod and Instagram at thekicker.pod. Find us for some fabulous content. If you haven't already, subscribe to The Kicker on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Chuck us a review or rating if you would be so kind. As always, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Sponsored by The Student Doll, music by Jack Jevons. This podcast was recorded, mixed and produced on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded.